Hello and welcome to Sipping Through the Ship. I'm your host, KT. Today's date, January 25th, 2024. Let's talk about Carrie Lake. I did a podcast earlier that I ended up deleting after listening to another podcast about this situation involving Carrie Lake. My initial thoughts were, is this woman is my hero. She's got balls the size of Texas. I don't know how she can walk. But since then, I've been enlightened a little bit about some of the facts involving this recording and Carrie Lake herself. Carrie Lake is a twice voted for Obama supporter. I did know that Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake is former um, news anchor. Okay? Now, this recording, which I believed was fresh and new, apparently was recorded 11 months ago, February of 2022, which is what they were saying. So, this begs the question, why now? Why release this now? Why isn't the mainstream media running with this story? Because it makes the GOP look crooked as fuck, doesn't it? I mean, think about it. You've got a GOP chairperson trying to bribe a MAGA person, supposedly, in quotes, to not run for office. Wait a couple years. Now, Something else that these guys pointed out about this uh, recording, and I, it's the recording is kind of hard to hear in this aspect, but it is mentioned that the cartels are in all 50 states. Well, what cartels? Are you talking about the Mexican cartels? Or are you talking about a much higher cartel? That's an excellent question. And nobody's even talking about that, not even on the conservative side, except for this guy that I was just listening to. So, I know Trump has a very high opinion of Carrie Lake. Part of me thinks, could this be an attempt to give support for her to be uh, Trump's VP? Now, myself personally, I don't want Carrie Lake as his VP. In fact, I don't want any Matt Gates, um, Johnson, none of these people. I want them to stay where they are at. We cannot afford to take soldiers out of the battlefield. So that brings up a question. Who would make a good VP for Trump? Tucker Carlson has been bounced around. I think that that is an excellent choice because Tucker Carlson, first off, is very, very familiar with D.C. and how it works and the players in D.C. But secondly, and maybe most importantly, he is a information soldier. 
and in my opinion, an information soldier is not as important as a soldier in Congress or the Senate, which is where Carrie Lake is heading, as the Senate seat. We need those people there. Now, I firmly believe that come November of this year, you're going to see states like New York and um, Illinois, specifically New York City and Chicago, do a lot of flipping. You're going to see a lot of red coming into these states because these people are tired of this shit. And if Trump comes in, has the presidency, has the Congress, the Senate, and the Supreme Court, and he doesn't have to worry about getting reelected because he can only serve one term. Oh man, the things he's going to get done. But what's going to be very important is who is going to secede him after this four years. Because as we all witness, it takes more than four years to get the ship turned all the way around. He was making great progress despite fighting his own frickin' party. But that person who becomes VP is going to be crucial. Now, let's talk about VP for a minute. Because I heard a theory the other day that Mike Pence fell on the Patriot sword and is now marked a traitor. From what I understand, had Pence, there, there was something that, and I don't remember exactly how this laid out, it was very convoluted. But had Pence not done what he did on January 6th, somehow, some way, and I don't recall the way or how, Nancy Pelosi would have been in charge and acting president through swearing in in January 20th or 21st, whatever it was, for Joe Biden. But because of what Pence did, that kept that from happening. And on top of that, and this was necessary for what we're going to witness coming up, on top of that, you know, because you kept hearing the media saying, oh, he can't recall, he can't send them back. The electors are the electors. It's a done deal. No, it's not. And yes, Pence did have the right to send those back. That's exactly why Congress, in the last four years since then, has passed a law that got rid of that option. So now, fast forward to January whatever, 2025 after Trump has won and they're certifying the election and the Democrats are fucking wigging out, they can't do what Pence was instructed or was considering doing. They can't do it because that law has now restricted that action. 
that was a necessary pawn move. The sacrifice of a pawn, Mike Pence, for that move. Now, I still don't trust Pence any farther than I can throw him. I don't trust any of these people any farther than I can throw him. Hell, even my trust in Trump is very reserved. Anybody in politics, my trust is very reserved. So speaking of politics, let's talk about school boards in the state of Michigan. My eyes have been opened very wide over the last year of being on a school board. Now I can only speak to my tiny little community of 500 or less students, but I can tell you, I have three years of big changes coming. One of the biggest changes that has to happen is our school board, from a budgeting standpoint, needs to work more towards being proactive versus reactive. And I've already spoken with our head of maintenance about this, and I told him, I want to know where our current situation is with our sewer, with our water, with any other infrastructure. Because we're sitting right now looking at a new heating system for our elementary school that is 45 years old, that had a 25-year projected life. So in my head, we've been living on strings for the last 20 years. Nobody has sat back and said, you know, we better start setting money aside for this. No, instead, what we're doing is now we're up against the wall. We have a $300,000 plus system that we have to put in and figure out a way to finance it. And I would imagine every other school in the, probably the whole United States operates on this level too. I said, when I was running, it would be my goal to, by the time I left, I had changed the infrastructure, if you will, of how a school board operates, not only with the administration, but with the unions and with the parents, so that it becomes a landmark, prestigious, this is what everybody goes by. And I'm not saying I'm some brilliant genius, okay? But I will say this, I know how to run a company very effectively. The company I'm working, that I own right now, when I used to just work for it, there's a number of times the previous owner, hey, you know, here's your check, but don't cash it for a couple days. I, I got to rob Peter to pay Paul. I don't have those problems anymore. I've got over twenty thousand dollars in the in the business bank right now. I've got a ten thousand dollar line of credit for the business that is at zero. I have a truck that's worth twenty some thousand dollars, paid off zero balance. I have thousands of dollars worth of tools on this truck, all paid off zero balance and I'm making a very generous wage and about to hire somebody else and going to be paying them a very generous wage. Now that means I'm going to be cutting my wage in half and in fact within a year if things go as planned this gentleman's going to be making more than I am but he's going to be doing most of the work. I'm going to be collecting what's going to be known as a consulting fee, ownership fee, 
So I have a very good idea of balancing infrastructure, needed tools, um, those sorts of things versus what you have coming in. And what I have coming in is, I don't know on a year-to-year basis what my um, sales are going to be, but in a school, you know, hey, you're, you're dealing with X. You've got $3 million to get through the year. Here's what your wages are. Here's what your energy bills are. This is this, this is that. It's a pretty finite line. And here's what you have left over. Much easier to budget on a level like that than what I have to go through. Especially once you get things so that you're working proactive versus reactive. Another thing I'm going to be pushing for too, and I've sent an email to the uh, Michigan Association of School Boards who is supposedly the right-wing superior fucking authority for school boards in the state of Michigan. I sent them an email saying, hey, we just did our first, my first review of our superintendent. And there was a lot of things that I didn't like the way it went down, and I want to make changes. I'm not going to make changes to what you say we have to do. I'm going to make additions to those things that you say we have to do. And if this is wrong or I cannot do this, then it is on you to not only reach out to me and let me know, but also to cite the exact law number so that I can verify your interpretation. I never heard boo. So in February at our board meeting, I'm going to put forth, if I have time between now and then, a change in procedure for reviewing our superintendent annually. The new procedure is going to mandate all members of the board must be present. If one cannot be present, a proxy is not allowed. We must reschedule to the soonest time available for all board members to be present. This comes because we had two out of seven board members miss the last or miss that meeting where we did the superintendent's review. One of the board members was locked out of the building because that was a private session and they had the doors locked and we all had our phones off. I don't know why he didn't come pounding on the window, but that's here nor there. Another board member, I don't know why she was not there, but she gave her proxy to the president. And when he started reading her negative comments, he's just like, ah, you know, that's just her and laughed it off. Bullshit. Each one of us, our members, represent our entire community. And each one of us, and I got poo-pooed too when I was bringing up comments. That is not going to happen. We are going to have a general debate. We are going to discuss the final number. And there may be some argument, but there is definitely going to be some concession. Because our last superintendent walked out of that school with a stellar freaking review. And the next month we get a a note saying that our heating system's falling apart at our elementary school. I'm sorry, that falls under the superintendent's responsibilities. 
This is the second bag of shit that we've been left with as a board that should not have been, should have been taken care of long before now. From what I understand, he's been the superintendent there for at least five years, if not ten. So, those two things, and I did get moved to the policy committee, so that's going to help me in that effort there. Oh, yeah, you know what? I don't need to bring this up in the or in the board meeting. I need to bring it up in the policy committee. I need to call for a policy committee meeting. Yes, and two of us. Me and one of my other guys are on that committee now. I have zero doubt I can push this through. Being on the policy committee, back to that, I'm going to start pushing for our libraries to get rid of this filth in our libraries. Now, I cannot stop our public library from carrying this stuff and making it available to the kids. Yet. But right now, I can keep it out of my freaking school. And I watched an interview with a Moms of Liberty woman and this Joy Reid skank on news talking about how, well, you know, they're trying to put forth an opt-out form. I'm sorry, an opt-out form is not, not acceptable. When I read that book in front of that board, everybody in that room's jaw was on the floor. Why? Because parents don't expect this crap to be in their schools. Why would you opt out for your child to read a certain book if you don't know that certain book is even there? No. If we're going to go that type of form, I want an opt-in form. Not an opt-out. Frankly, I don't want this shit available in my school, period. It's trash. And, and the, the name of the book that they were talking about in the, in the uh, interview was All Boys Aren't Blue. First off, I'm thinking about the title. I'm like, all right, this is a, a book, right? Written by, I would assume somebody who's got a grasp of the English language. The title, All Boys Aren't Blue, doesn't even roll off the tongue properly. Not All Boys Are Blue seems to be rolls off the tongue better. But I'm not a grammar expert by anybody's standard. But it just doesn't sound, doesn't sound right to me. Anyhow, apparently this book according to Joy Reid, is a depiction of a young man being raped. And that the purpose of having it in the school is so that, you know, if there's another young man that's out there who's getting raped, he can, he can relate to this and he can know he's not alone. Okay. Fuck that! No, we need to encourage these kids to go to the counselors in the school because this young boy was raped by a family member. You encourage these children to bring these subjects up to the counselor in school. The counselor in school then gets the authorities involved. 
Note I didn't say CPS. And then there's an investigation. But to put this filth out there for somebody to be like, oh, well, it's happened to others. I guess it's no big deal. It's kind of how that plays out. It is a big deal. And it's my job as an elected person in my community, which this is one of the items, issues, whatever you want to call it, that I ran on. Keep the sexualization of the children out of the school. I'm also going to, oh man, I just realized I'm sitting on the policy board. Woohoo! Pride flags in the school. <coughs> Done. And if you want to say that I'm infringing on your right to fly a, a pride flag in your classroom, okay. Well then, if you're going to have a pride flag in your classroom, you are also going to be required to have a straight flag next to your pride flag. You are also going to be required to have a Confederate flag next to your pride flag. A don't tread on me flag next to your pride flag. A POW flag next to your pride flag. Trust me, there won't be any pride flags. Because our policy is going to read. The only flag allowed in our classrooms, in our school, is the state flag of Michigan and the United States flag in its official format. No substitutions. Period. Anything else is going to be considered a distraction and not allowed. We are here to teach and prepare children to be productive members of society. This has zero part in that goal. Man, I never even thought about how powerful being on this committee is going to be. Policy. Whew. You know, it's funny too because I got into de a debate with some moron on um, Instagram who said, School boards don't make policy. I'm like, really? Then why am I sitting on a policy committee? I, I, it's there. <laughs> We're going to be making policy, buddy. Trust me. Watch me. Let the state come in and tell me I can't do it. Because in my head, and we'll see. I, the unfortunate thing is, when you're battling the state or the, the government, you are dealing with an entity that has unlimited resources. So it would be just me, not even a lawyer, just me in there fighting all the way up to the Supreme Court of Michigan if need be. Because here's my stance on it. I was elected by local constituents people within my community. The state is elected by a much broader entity that has zero influence. I can't really say zero. 
The only influence that the state electorate has on my local community is the same people who elected me to come in and make these changes. Therefore, the state trying to come in and regulate how our local people want things ran locally, I'm not trying to push this on the district of Grand Rapids or Detroit or Lansing or Flint. This is my local community. This is what we want. Don't like it? Go pound sand. Don't try to push your shit on us. We won't try to push our shit on you. Yet. <laughs> like I said, I keep thinking about running for a bigger office. I gotta wait until 20, or after 2025, so it'd be 2026, which oddly enough is when my school board um, position is up. And I've been threatening to quit after, you know, at the end of this year, let somebody else come in under the election of uh, where we're getting the other people. But I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. I may, I may sit back and actually run for board president next year. Funny thing about board president, we, uh, I actually nominated the current president to stay in his position. Mostly because I'm too busy to do that position. I don't have the time. It, it just wouldn't work for me right now. And the man afterwards comes up to me and shakes my hand. He's like, thank you. I really, that means a lot to me that, I'm like, dude, no, you, I'm thinking to myself, you don't even understand. You are my puppet right now. You are, you are filling a seat that needs to be filled. Be careful where you step because... I will be watching. I will be holding you accountable. And we will be discussing. They've been doing um, principal interviews between him and one other trustee. Nobody else has been informed on these things. That's a problem. That's a big problem for me. So we'll see how that works out too. Anyhow, I got to wrap this up now. I got things I got to get to. Remember, pray for peace, prosperity, freedom for the whole world. In Jesus' name, God bless. Have a good day.